Hey, when you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about those out-of-pocket costs. Now, that could be a lot of money, but are your medical bills accurate? Now, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills actually contain errors. Now, HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, or fraud. Now, you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, to date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Check them out online, healthlock.com. Go there today. Are you being influenced? Well, if you watched the blockbuster film in the last decade, well, then there's a chance it has been influenced by the Chinese Communist Party. Now, here's the reality. The CCP may be running the largest influence campaign in history. Now, in Hollywood Takeover, brought to you by the Epic Times, well, investigative reporter Tiffany Meyer reveals how the CCP exerts control over some major studios. Don't miss the most important documentary about Hollywood yet. And for a limited time, you can watch the first 10 minutes for free when you go to the website, hollywoodtakeover.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Hey, what if your home's title, which is the legal document that proves you own your home, is in some criminal's name? Well, that's called home title theft, and criminals all over the world can find your home's title online, and then they'll forge your signature, they'll take out loans against your home, or even worse, sell your home. Now, how do you know some criminal's not taking over the title to your home? You can find out with sign up at HomeTitleLock.com and use the promo code Sean, S-E-A-N. Day 366, the one-year anniversary, Americans abandoned behind enemy lines in the Islamic Emirates of Afghanistan. Uh, I could tell you this, none of this would have happened if Donald Trump were president. None of it. You know, I spent a lot of time this weekend just talking to people. Didn't matter. I was out grocery shopping, as I always do on Sunday nights. I was out last night, and I got stopped by everybody. Anyone that recognized me stopped me. What is happening to our country? That is the genuine, that's the general consensus. Part of it is, you know, we never thought we'd abandon our fellow Americans behind enemy lines. You know, that was not the Trump plan. The Trump plan was telling the Taliban that if they dare move one inch away from where they were located at the time until the pullout were complete, that he would they'd be blown into smithereens like he did the caliphate, like he did Soleimani, like he did Baghdadi and Associates and the al-Qaeda leader in Yemen. Yeah, I'm happy we got Iwan al-Zawari, but uh, the only thing sad about it is that now, once again, the Islamic Emirates of Afghanistan are now a safe haven for terrorist organizations. But it, it's, it's even bigger than that. I mean, the, the utter shock at the raid on President Trump's home... And the pretext underneath it, people see right through it. You know, the one-year anniversary abandoning Americans and abandoning thousands of green card holders, abandoning our Afghan allies, abandoning what an estimated $80 billion in the most sophisticated military weaponry technology ever. Americans are disgusted. You look at the, the Democrats... You know, look, look at what they wanted to do when they got in power. They wanted to eliminate the legislative filibuster for more power. They want to pack the courts. They're dying to pack the courts. They, you know, hell yeah, we're coming from your guns, Beto Bozo O'Rourke said. You know, Americans are looking at this, and it's not a country that they recognize. And you compare it to where we were 18 months ago, and it, it kind of is unrecognizable. 
And we'll get into the specifics of, of the law and, and where they're headed with this whole raid issue. As I've been saying, finally, people begin to get the message. I said it from day one. This is a pretext. They, they, they went in on a fishing expedition. They weren't there just because Donald Trump. They were there in June. They could have taken every document that they wanted in June when the DOJ and the FBI were there. They didn't take them. They said, would you mind putting a padlock on this door so it's a little bit more secure? Okay, you can come back anytime you want. That's what we know. And then you look at, you know, the, the issues that we're now dealing with in, as a country. Look at what has happened in 18 months. Look at what is your town safer? Is your city safer and more secure? With defund, dismantle, no bail laws? No, it's not. Are your schools doing any better considering we pay more per capita than any other industrialized country? Are they better off for putting forth, you know, curriculum that, you know, for even first graders involving, you know, gender identity, transgenderism, CRT? Are we better off because of this? Are we better off with open borders? Are we better off with this bill they just passed, which raises taxes? On oil, gas, coal, uh, corp big corporations, small business owners, all of which will be passed on to you. I mean, in this bill that they said, remember, Joe promised he'd never raise taxes on people making $400,000 a year. And in the bill, he breaks the promise because it raises taxes on anybody that uses any energy in any form at all whatsoever. And if you raise, if raise taxes on corporations, you absorb that cost. Not the corporation, not the small business. You will absorb that cost. You know, Joe Biden lying to us last week. We, we just have 0% inflation. No, it was 8.5%. Another 40-year record, Joe. You know what? And, and Kamala Harris echoes the lie. And I see that, you know, I'm, I'm talking to people. and uh, they're, they're watching this. This this has all changed in 18 months you see one caravan after another caravan after another caravan, one record month of illegal immigrants just pouring into the country. Then you see that they're just being distributed all over the country. You know, you get preferential treatment in the middle of a pandemic. There's no background check, which we should have for anybody entering the country. There's, there's no health check in the middle of a pandemic. There's no vaccine mandate if you enter the country illegally. You get a Biden phone and you get free transportation to, you know, any one of the the states in the 48 continental United States and people are watching this. How does this, how is this happening? Then they see that the same FBI that has been proven to be corrupt and nobody's being held accountable. I mean, people are asking, well, why do you have such a deep trust of the, of FBI agents? I don't have a deep trust of all agents. Some people get on my case. Cause I say, I, I do believe that 95% of law enforcement they're not involved in this corruption. As a matter of fact, every single person I know in the FBI rank and file, they're disgusted by what happened last week at Mar-a-Lago. Without exception, they're disgusted. They see a fish, fishing expedition for what it was. But this, this that, that wasn't their call. Just like when, when the whole Alpha Bank Trump Tower server lie was perpetrated on the American people in the lead-up to the 2016 election, it was all a lie. And then the next Russia lie was Hillary Clinton's bought and paid for dossier, funneling money through a law firm, Perkins Coie, to a op research firm called Fusion GPS. Fusion GPS 
hires Christopher Steele. Christopher Steele comes back with a series of, of documents. They all turned out to be false. But then, in spite of warnings by Bruce Orr and others in August of 2016, they still use it as the basis and the core of a of filing, uh, you know, before the FISA court, where it says at the top of the document that it's verified and it's completely unverifiable, and they were warned that it was unverifiable. And then we're now supposed to trust the people at the top of the Justice Department. And if you dare criticism, criticize them, Oh, you must be advocating violence. No, just the opposite. We're the ones that condemned the violence in the summer of 2020, while so many others were silent or just outright lying to us and telling us, no, it looks mostly peaceful to me. Dozens of dead Americans, thousands of injured cops with, hit with rocks, bottles, bricks, Molotov cocktails. Others injured even more severely. Billions in property damage will be in line. No, they're mostly peaceful. Or they just sat silently because they didn't want to anger their liberal base. Or they were even more proactive than that, like Kamala Harris, you know, saying, beware, take note. They're not going to stop. They shouldn't stop. Beware, take note. We're not going to stop. They're not going to stop. Whoa. Chuck Schumer going on the steps of the U.S. Supreme Court, threatening U.S. Supreme Court justices by names. You know, we have a law. Where's Merrick Garland enforcing the law against harassing Supreme Court justices at their homes or their places of work? We have laws against that. And yet it's not being enforced, being openly encouraged by liberal Democrats. But then if you speak out against the raid of Mar-a-Lago, oh, you must want some you, you must want violence against against law enforcement. No, just the opposite. We believe in peace. Most conservatives, you know, if, oh, look at what happened on January 6th. Yeah, and every good conservative condemned it in real time. And said the people that were responsible for breaking into an institution deserve to get punished. Just like the people that were involved in the rioting, the 574 riots in the summer of 2020, they deserve to get punished. Anyone that's ever violent against any law enforcement, they too deserve to get punished. Are there bad apples? Yes, there are. Derek... Chauvin is exhibit A to me. In the case of George Floyd, he never should have taken a handcuffed man and put your neck, your knee on his neck and push his neck into the ground, his face into the ground for nine minutes, because if you do that, you're going to kill him, which is what happened. And good people of conscience spoke out against it. No, we don't support violence just because we're critical. But we're watching what is happening to this country and we see how corrupt this has all got. All of this has now gotten here. Did you really need to raid the former president's house when in June he offered you access to every single thing that you wanted access to? No, they didn't have to do it. But what they really have here is a goal. And this is why the Peter Strzok issue becomes so critical. Because if you go back to August of 2016... You might recall it was Lisa Page, distraught, terrified. Uh, this was August 8th at the prospect of Donald Trump being elected president, texting her colleague, her lover, Peter Strzok, who was, by the way, on Liberal Joe this morning. He's, he's a great guest to have. Anyway, top FBI investigator P Peter Strzok. Trump's not ever going to become president. He responds to Lisa Page in August of 2016. Struck Masana, no, he's not. We 
will stop it. An FBI agent plotting a coup, trying to interfere in an election. I thought that mattered. Whatever happened to him? How was he punished for his actions? And then a week later, struck texting. I want to believe the path that you threw out for consideration in Andy's office, that there's no way he gets elected. But I'm afraid we can't take that risk. It's like having an insurance policy in the, in the unlikely event you die before you're 40. Does that not prove that top people in the FBI were involved in an effort to prevent we the people from deciding our president? And you look at all of this, you know, well, well Donald Trump stole documents, so then they leaked to the Washington Post. It, it, it may have had nuclear materials in there. What, to scare people? To make people think that Donald Trump, do you think Donald Trump, I can tell you I know Donald Trump, Donald Trump, probably not one time, I'd be shocked if one time he ever looked at any one box that was sent from Washington, D.C. to Mar-a-Lago. And to prove a case that Trump stole government records, including allegedly classified documents, which wouldn't be uh, unheard of. I mean, remember what, what James Comey said about Hillary Clinton. They acknowledged she had classified materials that had been, that literally had been stolen by foreign countries that they hacked in and stole all those all that information and that she had classified materials on those servers but no prosecutor would ever prosecute that's what we were told but if you look at this pre-dawn raid at trump's residence it would require that a person act willfully okay can you prove that donald trump willfully did this 18 usc 2071 or knowingly 1519 or intentionally the Espionage Act from 1917. Give me a break. None, none of this is true. It was all a pretext in the beginning. Because they don't want this man ever running for president again. And then it all comes down to, I think a lot of this comes down to them wanting Donald Trump to, to see what they could find. Any evidence or information they could find on him in January 6th or any tax issue or any issue at all whatsoever to prevent him from being on the ticket in 2024, rather than letting we, the American people, decide, because they're smarter than us. And if you think it can't happen, well, just remember, they took that dirty Hillary Clinton dossier, lied before a FISA court four separate times. It was totally debunked, full of lies. And even when they knew it was full of lies, they kept presenting it to a FISA court. And not one person responsible for doing these things ever was held accountable. So we don't have equal justice or application of our laws. And the distrust that exists towards the DOJ and the FBI has been well earned just based on their behavior in this instance. Never mind what they did this you know, past week. Anyway, 800-941-SHAWN is a number you want to be a part of the program. Busy program today. As we roll along, 800-941-SHAWN. A year ago today, that's when Joey abandoned our fellow Americans behind enemy lines. Think about a year. Look, Think about 18 months. Look what's happened to the country. 40-year high of inflation. Record high gas prices. You know, I just told, I, what did I say would happen to the home building industry? I said, watch the next thing that's going to, the next shoe that will drop. I said, it's going to be the housing market. And I said, home building will come to a screeching halt. National Association, Fox Business reporting, 
National Association of Home Builders Wells Fargo Housing Market Index, which measures measures the pulse of the single-family housing market, fell for the eighth consecutive month to 49, marking the worst stretch for the housing market since 2008 in the financial crisis. The index has fallen considerably from just one year ago, where it stood at 80. It peaked at a 35-year high of 90 in November of 2020, buoyed by record low interest rates. Tighter monetary policy from the Federal Reserve and persistently elevated construction costs have brought a housing recession, according to the National uh, Home Builders Association and what they're saying. What did I tell you? First thing was going to happen is new home construction would stop. That'll be followed by sale of existing homes. That will come to the next screeching halt. It's already slowed dramatically. And the next step after that is if you were unhappy with the drop in the stock market and your IRA and your your pension plan, 401k dropping, the next thing that's going to drop is the value of your home. And that's going to drop precipitously. And then you're going to be thinking, I, I'm underwater on everything at this point. The only good thing is you, many of you still have your 3% 30-year mortgage or your 4% 30-year mortgage. And that's going to be a premium, especially down the road as interest rates would now go higher as they're even predicting another 75 uh, basis point increase in interest rates. But I told you this was all going to happen. I predicted it. I wish I was wrong. stops working for the good of the country. Sean Hannity with behind-the-scenes information on today's breaking news. Hannity is on right now. All right, 25 to the top of the hour. 800-941-SEAN, our number. Uh, This broke in the Daily Mail. Uh, President Trump on Truth Social earlier today. Wow, in the raid uh, by the FBI or Mar-a-Lago, they stole my three passports, one expired, along with everything else. This is an assault on a political opponent at a level never before seen in our country. Third world, he writes on his Truth social media account. By the way, if true, without a legal passport, Trump would not be able to travel outside the U.S. Was that by design? Does anybody know the answer to that? Now, why do some people say, Hannity, why do you have such a deep trust of of the FBI? They've the, The FBI... All things FBI and Donald Trump, they have earned their distrust. It's not like I've made this up out of thin air. I did not make up the text message of Lisa Page, distraught and terrified that Trump could win in 2016, texting her lover and colleague, Peter Strzok, who was on Liberal Joe this morning. Great guest to have, Joe, uh, because this is the guy she texted him and says, Trump's never going to be president, right? Right? Please tell me he's not going to be president. Strzok responds, no, he's not. We will stop it. This is an FBI agent. What do you mean, we will stop it? And then it goes on a week later. I want to believe the path that you threw out for consideration in Andy's office. I have to assume Andrew McCabe, that there's no way he gets elected. But I'm afraid we can't take that risk. It's like an insurance policy in the unlikely event you die before you're 40. 
So the distrust of the FBI with anything dealing with Donald Trump has been earned by the FBI because they're the same ones that lied about the Alpha Bank Trump Tower server connection that never existed because they didn't have servers with Alpha Bank on them. Uh, they're the same people that took Hillary's bought and paid for dirty misinformation Russian dossier. And even though it was unverifiable four separate times, Comey signed three of them himself. Rod Rosenstein signed one. Sally Yates signed one. Then all were, were brought before Senate committee. And then they say, well, knowing what we know now, we wouldn't do it. <laughs> Well, before you tell a court it's verified, maybe you need to verify it, especially considering you're putting your signature on it. I mean, think about that. They got to spy on a presidential candidate and a president. And this is why people should not trust them when it comes to do in with anything regarding Donald Trump. They've waged a political war against this guy. They actively sought to prevent him from being president. Then they dragged the country through hell for three years and nobody was held accountable. Nobody. None of these people that signed these phony FISA applications were held accountable. None of the people involved in a, in a direct effort to take out Donald Trump's chances of winning in 2016, they've not been held accountable. They have basically un, unchecked power. This is the highest ranking officials in the FBI. This is what Director Ray should have cleaned up when he became the FBI director. He could have restored the FBI to its premier greatness. It once was, putting aside Herbert Hoover for a minute, you know, the premier law enforcement agency in the entire world. You know, and then here we go again, the media, their willing accomplices, you know, the, oh, the Mar-a-Lago raid had something to do with nuclear weapons, according to new anonymous sources telling the Washington Post how many anonymous sources we've had over the last, you know, since Donald Trump got on the political scene and came down that escalator? Yeah, one anonymous source after another. The media mob, they never got held accountable for all their lies involving Trump-Russia collusion. Uh, but we're told it has to do with the Espionage Act. And they specifically, 18 U.S.C. 793, a 1917 law gathering, transmitting, or losing defense information. Okay, well, Hillary did that. What happened to Hillary? How is it that Sandy Berger gets to go inside the National Archives and shove documents down his pants after 9-11? And then they cite U.S. Code, 18 U.S. Code 2071, which is the concealment, removal, or mutilation of records. What evidence did they have of such? Because they had gotten 15 boxes back in, in February, the... Archives administration, they were they, and records administration were nothing but happy with the cooperation of Trump officials. So happy that they put it in writing. And in June of just before this raid of this year, they had access to all of the records. Could have taken them all of that day, and they just asked that it be locked, put under lock and key, which was complied with by the Trump people. And Donald Trump himself said, "Come back anytime you want." So they take all of these boxes, all of these photos. And under the pretext of this, then they go look throughout the entire Mar-a-Lago residence, including Melania Trump's clothes. I mean, is there any excuse for that? You know, it's you, you, you got to apply common sense to this here. You know, that we've had two impeachments on top of the Trump-Russia collusion lie. You know, and meanwhile, in the in the Ukrainian case, you have to ignore the real 
quid pro quo with Joe Biden on tape bragging about leveraging a billion dollars for Ukraine to not getting the money until they fire a prosecutor that we find out is investigating their son who's being paid millions with no experience. That would be a little bit more of a quid pro quo than Donald Trump saying, you're not going to waste taxpayer money if I send this money to you, are you? Gee, that's such a horrible thing. You know, it's this this is a very broad, rarely used espionage act. 793, all of these different things. Basically, it gives them carte blanche to go in there under the pretext. They weren't looking. This has nothing to do with the Presidential Records Act or the National Archives. This always had to do with a fishing expedition to find anything that they can use. Um, you know, and by the way, the materials seized by the feds were from Trump's time in the White House. It was packed up by government staffers. Donald Trump didn't pack up his own boxes. It was delivered to his home, no different than any other president before him, except probably the timeline was accelerated, you know, based on all the other crap that was going on at the time as well. You know, Obama, Bush, Clinton all took documents. In the case of Hillary Clinton, they discovered, you know, not only top secret classified emails, but then they discovered that she deleted 33,000 other emails that never should have been on a private server and that that private server had been hacked into by foreign entities. What happened to her? Nothing. What happened to Sandy Berger? Nothing. He shoves, you know, documents down his pants, down his socks and runs out and and God only knows what he did with those. So they were invited in to review the materials in June. Why? Why did they ask? Why did they? Why didn't they take them if they were so worried about potential nuclear secrets? And what's in the affidavit? You know, the warrant, as I said, is meaningless. What did they accuse? What did they say in the warrant? And Donald Trump has said and authorized that they can put out that information. Put it out. Republicans, by the way, are demanding to see all of the Mar-a-Lago documents. Republicans stepped up calls on Sunday for the release of the affidavit showing the justification for the seizure and this raid on, on Mar-a-Lago. Uh, we know that uh, Marco Rubio asked the Justice Department, Office of Director of National Intelligence, to provide the seized documents on a classified basis. And by the way, he has every right to see it. I can't, can you believe they put Peter Strzok as an expert on MSDNC? We've got an insurance policy. Put that guy on. You have former Bush Attorney General Michael Mukasey blasting Biden's FBI raid on Mar-a-Lago as a fishing expedition because he's right. I think it's an attempt to find evidence tying President Trump to some violent events or criminal events that took place on January 6th. I don't know whether that's what they found, but the fact that uh, the fact is that of the 45 separate items that they seized, 11 had any classification markings at all, and only one had the top classification marking, and those were marked as of the date that they left the White House, which was more than a year and a half before this event took place. You know, and by the way, I'm not buying this Joe Biden story that he didn't know. Interesting column by Michael uh, Goodwin in the New York Post. He says, consider this paragraph from the New York Times story in April. The attorney general's deliberative approach has come to frustrate Democratic allies of the White House and at times President Biden himself. As recently as late last year, Biden confided to his inner circle that he believed former President Donald Trump was a threat to democracy and should be prosecuted, according to people familiar with his comments. And while the president has never communicated 
his frustrations directly to Mr. Garland. He has said privately that he wanted Mr. Garland to act less like a ponderous judge and more like a prosecutor who's willing to take decisive action over the events of January 6th. Kind of hilarious, Goodwin writes, to insist that Biden hadn't send the, said this to Garland directly. He didn't need to because he can just float it in the New York Times through anonymous sources. And boy, I bet Garland probably read it. That's probably not a bad analysis. Biden's Mar-a-Lago raiders took Trump's documents covered by attorney-client privilege. Another problem. They seized boxes containing records covered by attorney-client privilege uh, and potentially executive privilege during the raid of the former president's Mar-a-Lago home. Maybe they should have looked at what they were taking before they actually took it to see if it was relevant within the realm of something that they should even have their hands on. By the way, Fox News is reporting that Judge Bruce Reinhart will decide whether or not to release the affidavit that the DOJ used to justify the Mar-a-Lago raid by 5 p.m. today. Not so sure we're going to get that. 14 FBI whistle uh, whistleblowers have come forward. Remember the story broken by Charles Grassley, senator from Iowa, but... The Epic Times is reporting there are 14 FBI whistleblowers that have come forward to provide information to Republican congressional investigations. According to Jim Jordan, 14 agents have come to our office as whistleblowers. They're good people, a lot of good people in the FBI. It's the top that is the problem. I agree with him. These good agents are coming to us, telling us what's going on and the political nature now of the Justice Department, talking about the school board issue that's where parents were being investigated as domestic terrorists. Two months ago, Jordan said six whistleblowers approached the committee. Two came forward in relation to the school board memo, four in connection with the January 6th issue. Chuck Grassley said in July that whistleblowers had come to his office to provide information, including disclosures relating to investigations into Hunter Biden's overseas business dealing uh, dealings. And it's become a well-worn trail of agents who say that this has got to stop. There are good people in there. Iran says they're willing to accept Biden's nuclear deal. What a dope. This is going to be worse than the first deal. It's just it's just beyond anything I've ever seen. Then we've got the New York Times uh, reporting that Trump relayed a message to Garland on Thursday. The country's on fire. What can I do to reduce the heat? Well, you know, you can take that, I guess, two ways, the way the media mob is taking it. Or the more likely way is president saying, uh, things are really, my people are very upset. What can I do to help the country? The temperature has to be brought down, which is the way I would imagine that the president relayed the message. When I interview him next, I will ask him. Um, but there's a big problem on, on so many different levels involving this. There's a lot of big problems with this. To prove the case, you've, you've got to prove it was done willfully, knowingly, intentionally. Well, how do you prove what's in somebody's mind at the time? You know, at what point do you think Donald Trump spent downstairs, uh, you know, in, in a closet looking through boxes of old papers? I tend to think nobody probably did that. And if they're if, if they think that they're going to somehow make this about Donald Trump and and prevent him from running from office well they obviously have not read something called the constitution because the constitution is pretty clear on what qualifies one to be able to run for president in other words okay even if section 2071 in the federal penal code 
has penalty provisions upon conviction that a defendant shall forfeit his office and be disqualified from holding any office under the United States. Okay, but we do have something called the Constitution and the qualifications for one to be president of the United States that is very clear and enumerated, and you can't alter it by any statute precisely because our framers, in their wisdom, didn't want the executive branch dominated by the legislature as would happen if Congress could disqualify any incumbent or potential president simply by passing a law. And the Constitution's qualifications are simple. you got to be over 35 and a natural-born citizen. Being a felon is not a disqualification. So even crimes potentially far more serious than what is being alleged, potential mishandling of classified information, uh, doesn't stop somebody from seeking the presidency. Now, what does disqualify them, that is also enumerated in the Constitution. They, they do provide a basis for doing that, and that is the conviction by the U.S. Senate on, the, on an impeachment article voted on by the House. Again, that's prescribed by the Constitution. You can't change that by a mere statute. So I'm not sure exactly where they're headed with all of this. You know, it's, um, this has always been a, a this, this, and this is where it gets scary, because now they wouldn't let, any Trump people that were there, you know, watch the documents that were being taken out and chronicle it. Why not? Why wouldn't you provide a former president that courtesy? Then the demands to shut off the surveillance cameras. Why would you want to shut off the surveillance cameras? I would actually think you want them on to show that you did nothing nefarious. Turns out they didn't shut them off. Hopefully they'll be released soon. Uh, 800-941-SHAWN is our number if you want to be a part of the program. We'll get to the legal side of this in your calls next hour. Greg Jarrett will join us. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. The stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening.